0: Choosing to listen to Coffee with Katie and Kick-Ass Women. I'm your host, Katie Myers, and today's guest is Elizabeth Chambers-Hammer. Elizabeth is the CEO of Bird Bakery with locations in San Antonio and Dallas. Her award-winning cupcakes have been featured on The Food Network, The Today Show, The Chew, and more. In addition to running a business, she's a journalist, a television host, actress, wife, mother... Yep, it's true. Elizabeth is just as impressive as that list sounds. But most importantly, more than any of those titles or responsibilities, is that Elizabeth is kind. She is humble. She is hardworking. I've had the opportunity to work with her about a half a dozen times over the past four years. She always greets our crews with hugs and cupcakes. She always remembers our names, and she's usually in the middle of serving her customers, wiping down tables. I mean, you name a job in that bakery, and she will do it. Today, we're going to talk to her about the struggles that she went through to start Bird Bakery, how she created a team with a shared vision. It is so impressive how dedicated her team is. And we're going to talk with her about how she balances the business and her family life. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Coffee with Katie and Elizabeth Chambers Hammer.
1: No, I haven't actually. This is your yeah, first I think so. A high five.
0: All right. So every time we come in here, which has only been a handful of times, yes. you are so incredibly kind Aww. and thoughtful. And I'm not just trying to build you up here because when we come in, you're hands on. You're cleaning tables, you're serving, you are behind the kitchen door. Where do you get your work ethic from? Like where do you, is there a certain person in your life that really taught you to
1: I Yeah. Know? Both of my parents work really hard. My mom is Tireless. She doesn't take no for an answer and she's just, she does everything 110%. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're so, when you're just really passionate about something and it's your own, I think it's easy to, to not stop. Um, somebody said, did you ever think you'd be this successful? And my answer was like, yes, I wouldn't have cried 9 million tears and <laughs> been so distraught. I mean, I remember when we first opened, lying down in the back alley, like which is so disgusting. If you go and see the back alley, you should never lie down there. Yeah, do and it. just like saw, And I'm not a crier, just like sobbing. And my mom's like, why? My mom, who is the hardest working person, I was like, why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. Yeah. But um, there just comes... You know, when you create something yourself, you just, you're stubborn and you work as hard as you need to, to make it what you know it could always be. Right. (laughs) And so I think what's also very
0: noticeable when you come in here is it's not just you, you've cultivated this team that also has the same values that you do. And I talk with a lot of new, new business owners or people who are starting to hire. How did you cultivate that team that, I mean, from top down, has the same values that you do?
1: Um, I think that's always a challenge, you know? I just even had a meeting with, with somebody who's stepping into a management role and just reminding them and, and drilling into their brains and drilling into their hearts and their souls, like, who we are, why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, is so important. And living that every day and not compromising yourself mm-hmm. um, and having a very clear vision, you know? Yes. Um It's very, very clear who we are, what we want, um, what we want our guests to feel when they walk through the door, and what their experience should be, Um, and really just not compromising. I think it's very easy to compromise with ingredients. I think it's easy to compromise with cutting corners, cutting costs, and staying true to that original vision of who you are as a brand and, and... who your team members uh, should be. And you know kind of if they're gonna be open to that culture. Um, yeah. You know, probably when you bring pretty them quickly. on. Yeah. You
0: know, so the very last time that we were in here, yeah, uh, a young woman walked through the door, and you and Julie, you squealed and you ran over and you <laughs> hugged her. Yes. She had been the attendant in the drive-thru line that yes. you went through that morning. Yes. And you you just said that you were so impressed by her <laughs> that you were like, hey. When you're done with your shift, come over. I yes. want to give you a job. Yes. I, I mean, is that kind of too? Just whenever you meet people that align with those values, you're
1: like. For sure, and yeah. you know, we, you know, I think you, whether it's somebody who is a customer or, um, or, somebody who a lot of our a lot of our staff were customers before they were here. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, the, the, the example you just gave was a sweet girl named Tani and. Drew, uh, Julie and I were in the Waterburger line and we were fighting over who was going to pay and somehow like one of our credit cards went flying through the window <laughs> and like hit the back wall yeah. and we felt badly like we were, like, didn't want the girls to think we were just throwing our credit card into the thing and she Take could not, money. yes exactly, and she couldn't stop laughing and we just knew that like her reaction to something, right. like a credit card hurling in her head um, was, was just the reaction that we would want a Bird right. Bakery employee to have.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, we gave her our card and We just said if you're looking for an extra part-time work, um, let us know. And she did. She came in and applied. Mm -hmm. But I was at Whole Foods yesterday, and this guy was so positive and so sweet Mm -hmm. to everybody in line. Mm -hmm. And um, and he said, Oh, you know, I saw saw you on TV. I love Bird Bakery. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if you ever want a part-time job, or you know, we don't want to like poach people, but you just um, if somebody appreciates your brand already, right? It's also a nice. Mm -hmm. um, It's like it's just it's just an added bonus. Because
0: loyalty is really
1: big for you, too, right? And knowing you already know and appreciate. Mm -hmm. And you're passionate about our product, obviously, if you're a customer. So that's half the battle. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You're in this uh, role as a business owner. Yes. But you've held many different positions, titles, Mm -hmm. worked in many different industries. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think that you were going to be a business owner? Was this like a lifelong dream goal or did it?
1: definitely it just one day. no it did am um, my, my major was journalism and my minor was business and i had a business background so at the time that i opened this we had, I had three shows i was hosting um one was current cv one was on the discovery channel the other one was on a speed network and it was like uh, i had all these shows and um for some reason for all different reasons like current kind of went away and all the shows were coming to an end and I was like and I know I'll always be a journalist I know I'll always be a television host but I thought this, yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like that's my first job and mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 15 years but I thought this is seems like a really good time to take that next step like I always thought I would probably open the bakery when I was in my 40s or 50s which I cannot even imagine having the energy then to do it because like I mean, it's a good thing I opened in my 20s, yeah. Uh, Because it's a lot of uh, a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of all-nighters. Like, you know, when we open, we're pulling three all-nighters a week, and I just it it takes so much. Um, So it was really perfect the way it happened, and Mm -hmm. uh, the timing was right. The timing was perfectly right, and and in a weird way, like I never thought I would be judging Cupcake Wars. I thought I would host it because, you know, of work. But, like, it's just interesting how that path, it really, it, it complements each other and it coincides yeah. well. What were, so you've talked about the back alley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what were some of those struggles uh, leading up to day one? What oh, were... my gosh.
1: Everything. Everything. Like every, you know, there's not a book about how to open a restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, there probably yeah, are a like, lot of them. It's one of but... the hardest <laughs> industries
0: to really break into, I've heard. Exactly. No, they say.
1: I think it's what one out of three closes the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I didn't have a lot of capital. Like, basically, if I look at my build-out for this location, it's about a tenth of what um, my build-out was for, for... No, no, that's not true. It's like a fourth of what my build-out was for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so it was, it was a challenge. I mean, even, you know, I didn't hire an architect. I didn't hire a designer. This was... Um, it was an old sporting goods store. Yeah. So that I basically like where our counter was, was where the dressing room started. Okay. So I basically was like, okay, we'll just take the dressing rooms out. We'll put a wall here. Were you like knocking it down and everything on your own? I, no, or? I or? wasn't knocking it down. I did hire a contractor, but oh, okay, like okay. I was taping everything off and um, I didn't like use any computer programs. People say, like, how did you do the rendering? But it was a pretty straightforward space. So I just taped on the ground, like where I wanted things. And then for the kitchen, I'd obviously never built a commercial kitchen, so I knew the ovens we needed, I knew the refrigerator, I knew, but I didn't know exactly the most strategic way to place them for the flow, so I called a chef from the CIA, the Culinary Institute, when I was here, and I was like, I will take you to dinner, took him to Valoma Blanca, brought him over, I was like, where would you put a refrigerator here, and then... A chef at Paloma Blanca, I was like, Can you come over? Shout out to Paloma Blanca. I know, Blanca. right? I know exactly. It's like so good. The best 09 margaritas. <laughs> yes. um, so I asked like four chefs in the area mm-hmm. if I could take them to dinner and then brought them to our space. And I asked them, Where would you put the oven? Where would you put the sanitary sanitization area? Mm-hmm. Where would you put the And they all gave me different answers, but I marked down and the places that it overlapped Mm -hmm. was actually like where I ended up placing it. Nice. So, you know, a lot of collaboration. It it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's goes to show like you can figure anything out. We're in the information age where, like, if you need to really get an answer to a question, you can ask people around you, you can use the internet, Mm -hmm. and you can figure it out. But it was certainly a challenge in every way. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you, like, so, you know, we open at now we open at seven but at the time we opened at 10 and Mm -hmm. so I would all my new hires would come the the decorator would come at it like at six Mm -hmm. like well the baker didn't bake anything or he he messed up on everything all the all the cupcakes are messed up I'm like like I would just need one night off where I could sleep because I was doing everything I was doing scheduling payroll baking decorating like literally you do every job so one if you're like one day because we're open seven days a week I was like I just need to sleep can a baker Mm -hmm. do it Okay, well, that didn't go. We're not gonna have so cupcakes to open at ten. Off. Yes, well, not mm-hmm. even off. You're like, can I just sleep for three hours? <laughs> um, you're three yeah, hours. Exactly. Off. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the baker messed up on the cupcakes, so the decorator comes. There's nothing to decorate. Your doors are opening. You have no product. Like, that's really the challenge in our specific business is that we bake everything from scratch every day. So I would look across the the street or down the street and see people opening a clothing boutique. Not that that's like probably easy, but I was right. like. God bless you for having all of your merchandise already created there it is. <laughs> every day there yeah. it is yeah. you just open the door and it's sitting there you don't yeah. have to build your your, your product every day yeah. um, so you know creating something from scratch just depended on so many different people to make it happen mm-hmm. um, and then restu- uh, recipe consistency you know these yeah. are all family recipes I know how they're supposed to taste right Growing up, and so when we have to take it from a single batch to a ten times batch, and it tastes nothing like the cookies I've made for the last 30 years of my life, you can't put them out. No, and you're like, this isn't right, and it's so frustrating because it's so emotional. You know, mm-hmm. it's exactly what you've loved and what you've created and what you've made your whole life, and it, and then you're looking at you know, hundreds of dollars of products that you're just going to have to throw away. And who wants to waste food? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, there were so, there have been so many challenges and mm-hmm. they certainly haven't stopped. It's a challenge every day. Right. Um, and now
0: you're expanding too. So you've mm-hmm. got it in multiple locations. Yeah. yeah, it is.
1: It's a lot, but, um, but it's, it's good. I mean, you feel like there's nothing you can't handle, I think, after right. doing this for seven years. Like you can, <laughs> not surprises anything. me. anything. Yes. Like you should have a t-shirt totally. with on the back. I totally. can do anything. Yeah. No, no, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah. Did you get a lot of
0: naysayers? Did you get anybody who discouraged you from going into business? Yeah,
1: or? I think people, th- you know, looked at my television background and thought it, it was just going to be a hobby or something. Um, but it it turned it's really really just fuels you to try harder. And one of the meanest emails I got actually turned into the best thing that we do. Um, it was like the third day we're open, and I got this email to Berta Bird, Bird Baker. It wasn't even like to me, but it was addressed to me and just said you know, go back to doing, go back to doing what you do in Hollywood. It was so rude. I came in today and I got three mini cupcakes and they all flipped over in the bag and there was buttercream everywhere and I couldn't eat it and I had to throw them away. Like, you guys are going to be out of business in the next year. And it was just a very like negative, mean-spirited email. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't it was constructive. Yeah. yeah. Also, why would you throw away cupcakes because they turned over? I would be licking would that bag. I like the like, right, right over. Open seat. the bag. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's your own loss. Um, <laughs> but I was so like hurt and angry about the email that it was like uh, it really made me think. How are we going to serve our mini cupcakes so they don't turn over? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not a runner at all. But I, I say I went for a run. It was probably like a good run walk. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what could I do? What is fragile? And how do you transport fragile things? And I came up with the egg cartons, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I would have never come up. And that's our signature way to serve our mini cupcakes now. Mm. And we display them in an egg holder that you would put in your refrigerator. Yep. It's kind um, of your, like,
0: one of your signature things. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I would have never, ever thought of that. We probably would still be serving them in bags. Yeah. If, and it goes along with Bird Bakery and our... Our whole theme, theme. exactly. So, if if she had never written such a rude email, I probably wouldn't have been so inspired and determined to find a solution. Right.
0: That's really a great way to take criticism that was like not even constructive at all. Exactly, yes. So, you're in San Antonio and you spent time growing up here in San Antonio. What has been um, some of the the good things about starting your business here in San Antonio?
1: The best thing about starting a business in San Antonio is the fact that it's like, kept my grandmother's spirit alive okay. um, yeah. my grandmother had a catering company here and this is why right. I opened here so mm-hmm. she lives like four blocks away and my childhood memories include and in, are based around you know being in her kitchen while she was cooking and um she was my best friend she and she passed away way too early so she had this like incredible following of people that loved her cooking here mm-hmm. and when we opened our door people were lined I don't even know how they knew like but people were lined up at our door, and a lot of those people had uh, pictures of my grandmother that I would have never, ever, ever seen. Did you cry? Oh, you did. I was like, and I just felt like she was here. From day one, I always was, feel like she's yeah. like watching over us. Um, and they had stories. She was a very funny British lady who she was like, no BS hilarious would have would be catering a party and if somebody was using the wrong fork would go and put the right fork in there or if somebody helped themselves she would tell them like slap their hand and tell them no you haven't been invited to eat yet (laughs) she acted like it was her party or something but people had the funniest stories about her and um and photos that literally would have completely gone away and i would have never seen We have such a great community here. It's true. It's Mm -hmm. true. And people and a lot of her friends, you know, she would have been 95 now. So a lot of her friends have passed away and their children have have kept it alive. And they said, oh, your grandmother catered my my baptism. And so it's just having that constant reminder of like who she was to me and who she was to this community has Mm -hmm. been the best part about being here.
0: That's good. What yeah. are some of your favorite places to go when you come in to visit? I know that
1: your schedule is probably like... <laughs> I know. You can't even I never get to visit, like... But... I, I I feel badly because my godparents live here and my dad and everyone lives here and I never go visit them. I basically am like, you can come visit me at the bakery because that's where I am 24 7. Yeah. Um, I always go next door to Pluma Blanca for dinner. Mm. I love their margaritas. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Smoke Shack. Oh, yeah. Have you been to Smoke Shack? Yes. So good. have
0: come uh, on the
1: show, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really like crave barbecue when I'm in LA mm-hmm. or New York, so That's like I have to do my barbecue, I have to do my smoke shack, Mm -hmm. I have to do my Mexican food, my margarita, and then I love Whataburger, Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: I have to go to Whataburger before we leave. (laughs) Basically everywhere I go is just for food. And I also like if my kids are here, we go to Kitty Park because... I went, I grew up going to Kitty Park and like my my second birthday was in Brackenridge Park. So I love, you know, seeing my three and one year olds where I was at three and one. That's got to be really special. Yes. So
0: speaking of the kids, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your schedule has got to be (laughs) insane. Um, obviously having a very supportive team helps. Mm -hmm. Are there ways or tricks or things that you have that help keep you on track from a day to day?
1: Yes. I think just the compartmentalization of a schedule and, um, and really organizing yourself and being present. I, I learned in the last few years that I, I'd be in a conference call with 10 people and then be pushing my daughter at the park and realize that she's not getting my attention. I was putting everyone on the conference call on mute. I felt like like so unsettled and, and not present, and I didn't feel like I could really contribute to the conversation. So I feel like for the first year of being a mom, I was just trying to balance it. And, and now I've realized you know setting those boundaries of like, no, I'm actually unavailable for those two hours. I'm not free, being totally present with my kids without my phone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fitting what would normally be like 12-hour workday into four hours of concentrated time where I'm not that around them, not having to put my phone on mute because kids are trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like organizing childcare around that. It's yeah. really... Um, my parents don't live in the same city that we do. So, so having to be really strategic and organized with, with your scheduling, like, Mm -hmm. and then making sure that meetings, calls, you know, shows when we're filming that everything is like totally accounted for. Mm -hmm. Um, but that you're present when you're doing something.
0: I heard once, um can't remember who said it but it was like the more successful you want to be or the mm-hmm. more successful you can be the less available you have to be yeah just because to be a hundred percent in whatever you're doing you can't be doing multiple things exactly at once.
1: yeah I mean I think we all glorify multitasking I certainly yeah. do and I feel like I'm always multitasking but I've yeah. had to kind of make a very not kind of but I've certainly had to make a very conscious decision mm-hmm. uh, to be fully present when we're discussing something about the bakery or you know when I'm on a call or on set, I can't be like, you have to be there because there are people always in business and always who, you know, are doing the same thing you are, who might not have the distractions you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just making sure you're bringing a hundred percent to what you're doing.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask, obviously it's important because your husband is super schedule minded yes. as well to have that support and yeah. partnership is really important, sure. but I couldn't find how y'all met.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Funny. Well, he, okay, so we... Maybe are,
0: I'm just not searching no, for that. No, no. <laughs> well,
1: he always tells it as a, as a funny joke, but um, our, army's best friend was a producer on a show I was hosting. Okay. And then we became really close friends. This is... 11 years ago um I mean he was 19 I was 23 and so we I was best friends with his best friend who's still our best friend mm-hmm. um and he kept talking about his other friend Army. I was like I am your best friend and I was like annoyed <laughs> that he was gonna ditch me and go hang out with him right. sometimes and he's like fine I guess you guys will meet um Why and don't so we all be right <laughs> exactly well, yeah. I guess we can all have a threesome of best friends um but he I had a boyfriend at the time and mm-hmm. so we were actually just really close which I think it's like the best foundation for a marriage because mm-hmm. you know exactly what you all been through without like any pretense or dishonesty and yeah I mean we went through like everything that friends go through for a few years and mm-hmm. he always was like I'm gonna marry you and I said you're 19 I don't think you know what you want um, <laughs> but um yeah and then we dated for 10 months when finally he was like I know I can be a better boyfriend than he is and like put his foot down and have this big kind of moment and I was like oh yeah oh I never thought oh, you're gonna like step this. up like yeah. that because you know he would always be like, I love you and that's not that's like cute but it's mm-hmm. not Okay, what you, and yeah, you yeah, but you want a guy who's like, here's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I what was like, oh yeah, down. okay. Mm-hmm. Um so then we dated for ten months, we were engaged for nine, mm-hmm. and we've been married for nine years, almost yeah. nine years. And
0: that supportive relationship that you guys yeah. have has to be reflected here too. I mean it has Definitely. to be in everything. Yeah, I know
1: way. I think you have to support each other in everything that you do and understand that like just because you're with somebody or married someone doesn't mean that your dreams become their dreams or their dreams become yours. Like, I think it's really important to feel fulfilled every day and what you're mm-hmm. doing and feel hungry and challenged and like satisfied with what you've created. Mm-hmm. And you need somebody that's going to support that, that vision. Yeah. Did you see that y'all's got your, uh,
0: Instagram got picked okay, up? by That's the, the, comments right.
1: that's I, that's right. the funniest account. There's, yeah I've, I love them I, know. I love overheard LA I'm wondering love...
0: how they find those like are they literally just trolling maybe, everybody's accounts maybe they have it? like a
1: lot of a big team I don't know who's always just on Instagram 24 7 I don't
0: know it sounds like a lot of work
1: <laughs> okay so uh I wanted
0: to just ask you like some random rapid fire yeah. questions um since we're pretty much out of time oh, um favorite place that you visited I love to, it so Rapid. I'm like, hmm, let me, <laughs> let me think about yeah. this. Uh, Do you need pro and con lists? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mean, like,
1: <laughs> For so many different reasons. Um, I, love, I love the south of Italy for a vacation. I love Tokyo for inspiration. Mm. I love London for life. Um, and L.A. is my home, so I don't know. All of no, it. That's good, that's good. Your go-to jam to get pumped up. Right now it's Drake. Um, Kiki. Yeah, I have like so do you obsessed have the with the dance? Uh, I do, and so does my daughter. She can do the whole three and a she half. Does not. She's very funny, yes.
0: You have to record. That. I know. I know. I mean Instagram is dying for that right now.
1: Exactly. Favorite book. I mean I always say the Bible because it's like who I am at living core and kind of what my foundation is. But um I I gosh. I like Oh, The Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. It's like my go-to book for my kids, yep. my go-to graduation gift. And yep. every time I read them, it, it's just a very simple, basic message, mm-hmm. but it's an important one. It is an important one. <laughs> okay,
0: um, let's see. Strongest leadership quality?
1: Being direct and knowing what I want and where we're going. vision, mm-hmm. vision. Favorite food? weirdly miso cod <laughs> I okay.
0: love a miso cod and yes. jalapeno
1: potato chips oh. oh my gosh the
0: kettle ones yeah everything
1: any jalapeno Ooh. those are my favorite but yeah. like actually Zapp's jalapeno are really good too okay perfect
0: we'll just endorse
1: them <laughs> exactly. here um, if you could do anything else what would you do honestly exactly what I'm doing perfect I'm doing all the jobs I want perfect <laughs> favorite place to shop uh Moda or net or Matches fashion. I basically shop online. Yeah. Do
0: you have a favorite uh red carpet look?
1: I love everything. Yours or somebody else's? Hmm. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. Not off the top of my head. I mean, with the Met, there's so many great looks at the Met Ball this year. The black.
0: You did you wear that one? this? Like, I wasn't was it? this year. Okay. I wore that
1: last year, but, um, Sorry, but I no, that. <laughs> no, no, I'm, please. I love it. No, there's so many great. That would, that would be its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. Um, how do you take your coffee? I don't drink coffee,
0: no coffee, but no.
1: tea. Yes. Tea? Uh, almond milk mm-hmm. and usually like a little bit of brown sugar. Okay. And if you could get tea or water <laughs> yes. or any other drink or a meal yes. with
0: anybody, who would it be?
1: With my grandmother. Oh. For sure. Yeah. That's sweet.
0: (laughs) And uh, that's it. Okay. That's all I got. Thank you. And um, I mean, you were on my list of people that I wanted to bring on the podcast. Amazing. When I first started, I wrote down my dream list and you were on it. So nice. Thank you. I'm so appreciative to have you you be on the podcast and share your wisdom. And (laughs) thanks for choosing San Antonio and being a part of our community. And... I don't
1: know. You're just the best. Thank you. Let's do it again. I love this. Okay. (laughs) A part two, maybe. Yes. I need to. I want to listen to all of your podcasts. How long have you been doing it? Uh, Just two months. All right. So
0: Elizabeth and I clearly continued to converse after we were done recording. And I am happy to tell you that she has plans to open a third Bird Bakery location. So stay tuned for that announcement. And she also has plans to take Bird Bakery into a grocery store near you. So hopefully if you're not in that third bakery location, you will have some goodies to pick up at your local grocery store. And right after our meeting, she had another meeting to talk about her cookbook. So yes, a cookbook is coming soon, which means that (laughs) you're just going to have a lot of Bird Baker in your life. So I hope she also has plans to come back on because we have just so much to talk with Elizabeth about. She is such an amazing woman. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It will ensure that other people get to listen to this conversation and many of the others to come. And a reminder that this is now a bi-weekly podcast, so we will see you again in two weeks with another wonderful story from another wonderful woman until then be nice to people be kind spread joy and good vibes in your life and uh yeah we'll see you in two weeks talk to you later